Thank you, Jesus. So today's message is called Learning to Rest. And it's based on Matthew 11, 28, 29. Um, in, oh, I was going to say months, but it really, <laughs> the last few years, um, God has given me opportunity after opportunity to rest in him. And truly, as we're going to see in Matthew eleven twenty eight and 29, he says, he is humble and gentle. He doesn't force anything on us, but he continues to draw us with his truth, with his love. And some of us are a little more thick and hard-headed than others. And the message that the enemy has given that we can we can do it all, we can we can handle our own business, we could take care of ourselves. Um, some of us have bought into that lie. And though God has been working it out, there's always other situations that arise in our lives that cause us that cause that um, message to be tested. So today's message is learning to rest in Jesus. Oh, I guess I should take control. <laughs> so sometimes we bear physical and mental or spiritual loads that we were not meant to carry. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 29 says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. The, the word weary here means to feel fatigue, by implication, to work hard, to toil, to be wearied. And it comes from um, New Testament 2873. Um, I didn't listen to it. So copos or copas, to toil, as in reducing the strength. So this weary means, are you worn out? Are you tired? Are you bent over from the burdens, the heavy load that you're carrying? Because laden means to load up, to place a burden on, to overburden or to heap on. Are you carrying burdens that God never meant for you to carry? You know, we, in my life, um, I want to share just a, a short couple of testimonies. Chris, my husband, Pastor Chris, was diagnosed with kidney failure. I, I don't even know how long ago. We're, we're saying three years. I believe it's three years. It's just been a long time. And we tried um, dialysis, hemodial uh, hemodialysis at the kidney center. And then we tried um, peritoneal, 
PD dialysis at home. Um, and the dialysis that we did at home, he was, you know, I had to hook him up and he was to be on it. I think we started off with about eight hours. Um, and supposedly he was supposed to be able to lay down and sleep while he's going through this dialysis at home. But Chris, my, my husband, his body cramps a lot and he has what's called restless leg syndrome. So he's not able to rest. He's up and down, up and down, and his sleep patterns were just totally off. So when we were doing the home dialysis, he would be so tired, but he couldn't lay down or sit down. He would stand. And so he would fall asleep standing up and he would fall over. And falling over, he he broke a couple of tables, but more importantly, he bruised his arms, he bruised, you know, his back, he hurt himself. Now, I, as his wife, should have been more compassionate, but in my fear and in my desire to control and to protect him, I became angry. And I, you know, I remember just, why don't you sit down? Why don't you lay down? Why don't you, why don't you? And he couldn't. And I couldn't see past my own fear and inability to save him, and so it made me angry. Now, since then, God has shown me a lot of things about my fears and my attitudes towards, you know, different situations in my life, but one of mine is control. I have a big issue with control, not to make something happen, but to protect, to help, to keep safe. That's not my job. That's God's job. And in the process of all of that, knowing that Chris could not bear anything else, all of the things that I needed to share and to talk about and to get off my chest, I began to share with my son, Joshua. And in all reality, the load I was carrying, I began to place on his shoulders. So I was first in the place of God trying to save my husband and second, making Joshua my God because I was loading all of my stuff on his shoulders. Now, he never made me feel like that. Praise God. I love my son and he loves me. But God showed me when Josh moved to Bellingham, I wasn't just disappointed. I was devastated. Why? because my support system was gone. Isn't that what God wants to be for us? Isn't that who he is for us? He says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart, and you will find rest for your soul. So I've shared a couple of my burdens, trying to save my husband, <laughs> you know, from himself, from hurting himself. Um, but what are, what are the burdens you carry? What are the anxieties that weigh you down? Are you concerned about health issues, your own, somebody else's? 
Are you doing all you can going to all the doctors and doing all the stuff that you know how to do, spending all your money, <laughs> been there too, supplements and all kinds of things trying to better my health. Is that a, a burden that you're carrying? Relationships, par parental relationships, marital relationships, co-worker relationships. Is it a burden that you carry? Why isn't this, why am I the one doing all the work in this relationship? Why am I, we're carrying that burden. That's not ours to carry. Finances. Oh, am I going to get that job? And I can't make ends meet with the money that I'm making. Um, groceries have gone up so much. How am I going to afford to eat? finances? Is it a burden that you're carrying? Um, the world, the state of the world, are you concerned about what's going on? Are you carrying that burden? You know, um, for me, Black Lives Matter. Oh, I put that on my shoulders and I was carrying that. But God says, that's not your burden. Give that to me. I got it. Salvation of our loved ones. Are you carrying that burden? Oh, they've got to get saved. I have to save them. I have to bring them to the Lord. I have to, am I doing enough? Lord, are they going to be saved? Lord, I'm, you give him, and no, I, and, and even that Lord is a good thing. But when we don't cry out to the Lord and we just go in there, we're going to save them. That's a burden that's not ours to carry. I'm alone. Am I ever going to be married? My kids are gone. I'm an empty nester. I have nobody to talk to. Is that a burden that you carry? He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He's always there. All of these burdens bring up and cultivate fear because we're afraid for the future. We're afraid for, you know, what's next. We're afraid we're not going to be able to make it. We're afraid we're not going to be able to survive. We're afraid we're going to be alone. We're afraid we're going to die. We're not going to have a, a, a healthy, you know, uh, old age. Um, <laughs> and I'm old and I'm not so healthy, but God is good and I trust him. But we're afraid for all these things. Our anxiety rises. We can't sleep. We can't think. We're, we're just worried. We're concerned. We're, we're, we're upset. We doubt. We doubt for the future. We even doubt God, though we haven't laid it at his feet. But we say, why don't you do something, even though we haven't asked him to do anything? And then we take control. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix this relationship. I'm going to fix my finances. I am not going to be alone. I'm going to find me somebody. Again, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to preach the word to, to my family member and they will be saved. All of this becomes a heavy burden. And with that heavy burden, we become weary. We become weary. Luke 10, 41, 42. But the Lord answered her and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things. 
but only one thing is necessary for Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. We worry about so many things. God says the good part is to sit at his feet, lay it at his feet, listen to him, walk the way he walked, follow his commandments, obey him. If we want rest for our souls, we cannot control our situations. Do not fear for I am with you. Do not anxiously look about you for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41, 10. You know, we'll look at two in, in, in uh, Philippians. He says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. But so here he's saying, don't anxiously look around you. Don't look at your situations, your circumstances, the things that are happening in your life, the things that are happening around you, all of that. Do not be fearful or worried or concerned. Now, I want to go back real quick. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this picture, learning to rest in Jesus, this is a picture a visual of, of Daniel in the lion's den. All of these things around him are bad circumstances. This is, you know, these are man-eating lions, and there he stands in the midst of them, and you know they'll eat meat because there's bones all over the floor. <laughs> but he stands at rest in Jesus, trusting Jesus that no matter what the outcome is, it's going to be good because God is good. Let's see here if I can. Uh-oh. I don't know what I just did. Dora, hopefully. Okay. So <laughs> let's see. Hold on. So. He so we have to learn to rest in Jesus Christ. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The word rest in this verse um, means uh, to cause or permit one to cease from any movement or labor in order to recover and collect his strength to give rest, to refresh. When we first come to Christ, we lay down all of that. We give, he, he takes our sin, he takes our burdens, he takes those things. We may not recognize that and we still may be carrying stuff around, but honestly, he has taken it. We still think it's ours to carry, but he has taken it. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. This word rest is uh, is Numbers 372, and not 373 as in the first rest. 372 means uh, the process of ending or being brought to an end, meaning you are learning, you are being brought to the end 
of striving, of carrying your stuff, of laboring under under um, a heavy load. It means that you are being refreshed and that you are to rest from your own efforts. They're not, it's no longer for you to do. It's no longer you who lives, but Christ lives in you. You do not have to labor in your own efforts, but rest in the Lord. It's important to know that Christ's rest is not a rest from work, but a rest in work. It is not the rest of inactivity, but the rest that comes through trusting, not ourselves, but God in, in and with everything. When we give our burdens to the Lord and we rest in him, he directs our step. He moves mountains. He's uh, 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 splits the Red Sea. The visual he gave me in that was, imagine the Israelites coming up to the Red Sea and not knowing how they were going to get across. And they jump in there and start trying to swim or they get on their bowls or whatever they have and they start trying to paddle across the Red Sea. It was not their bird. That was not their work to do. God said, I will part the Red Sea. Yours is just to walk through. And they walked through on dry land. See, if we try to carry our own burdens and control what happens, we become heavy laden and we never see the hand and the miracle of God. We've got to learn to lay it down at his feet. Um, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Ephesians 4, 21 through 24, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you be renewed in the spirit of your mind. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. Because some loads that God has taken, we still walking around bent over like we're carrying it. And God said, I took that. Sin, I took that. When you came to me and gave your life to me, I took your sin. I washed it away, but you're still bent over as if you're under, um, under control or under the heavy burden of sin. Stand up. Look up. God has released us if we give it daily. We have to daily give our burdens, and we'll look at that too. Um, be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new self, which in the likeness of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. We have to put on the Lord Jesus Christ because his yoke is easy and his burdened are light. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. This is what he says. Put him on. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. That be baptized in his word. Know that you have been set free from all those burdens that we insist on carrying, but are no longer ours to carry. Oh, sorry. Rest in Jesus Christ. He carried our burdens and our anxieties to the cross. 
Colossians 2, 6 through 14 in the NLT. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots go down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will over in the truth you were taught and you were overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than Christ. In other words, those sayings that the world has, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. You are the captain of your fate. Your destiny is in your hands. You can do it. Empty philosophies. Empty philosophies of this world and of human thinking. For in Christ, for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. Now, there's a saying that I heard uh, recently in watching uh, um, the movie, um, The Perfect Race. Um, and if anybody's interested, it's, it's a Christian movie about a coach who is coaching a, a, a young woman. And the young woman is used to training hard, running, you know, trying to get, thinking that her strength comes in running fast. But the coach is teaching her that her strength comes through slowing down her run, but running for endurance, running for endurance. And so um, it brings to mind the saying that in order to go up, you must go down. Meaning, in order to be filled, let's see, what does it say? For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ. In order to be complete through your union with Christ, you must first humble yourself. You must first lay down your burdens. You must first just give it all to the Lord, give yourself to the Lord, who is the head over every ruler and authority. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by a physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. That, that desire, that habit of of trying to solve your own problems, trying to solve your own issues, putting yourself in the place of God, he cut that away. He cut that away. He The cutting away of your sinful nature, that is from our old sinful nature. But you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. And with him, you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. Now here, if God the Father raised Christ from the dead and that same power lives in us, not only that, but God can lift our burdens off of our shoulders. Our burdens are not too heavy. 
they're not too heavy for him. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all your sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. That need to control what happens in our lives, to carry our burdens and to try to fix them, that is sin. That is putting ourselves in the place of God. And he says he took all of that away by nailing it to the cross. So how do we get from being weary and heavy laden to resting in our Lord Jesus Christ? We trust him. We get there by surrendering everything to Jesus and trust him continuously. And everything also means us. That was one of the, 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 the lines in the song, Lord, I lay me down, not just my burdens, not just my tiredness and my weariness and control and finances and health and all that stuff. I lay me down. Change me, Lord. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Psalm 62, 8, trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us, Selah. Pour out your heart before the Lord. See, many times we come to the Lord and we say, God, I have this problem. I need you to fix it. And, you know, in some senses, in a lot of senses, that's not wrong. But I'm telling you, when you come to a place that you can no longer carry that burden. When I knew that I could not help Chris short of staying up 24 hours a day, every day to make sure he didn't hurt himself, I poured out my heart to the Lord. And I gave my husband to the Lord and said, God, you have to protect him. You have to keep him. You have to help him not fall asleep standing up. And if he falls, God, would you shield his fall so that he doesn't hurt himself, Lord Jesus? I couldn't carry that burden. When we went into the hospital five times because he, 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 he couldn't seem to regulate his fluids and so he continued to get pneumonia over and over and over. And my answer was to yell, stop drinking so much, stop drinking so much. That didn't help, that didn't help. And when I cried out, Lord, please, I can't, I don't know how to help him, but would you change his mindset? Would you change his heart? When Chris got to that last time of being in the hospital for pneumonia, he was sick of it and sick of himself. And the Lord changed his mindset. We haven't been back in, how long, Chris, for pneumonia? About a year? We haven't been back to the hospital in a year because of pneumonia. Because God changed his heart. 
All my yelling and screaming didn't do a thing. Pour out your heart before him. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And I want to stop there. With thanksgiving is so important because when we lift up prayers and supplication with thanksgiving, we are saying not only to, we are letting God know, but we are saying also to our own selves, I trust him. I know he's faithful. I know he hears my prayers and I know he will answer them, whether he answers them the way I want him to or the way that he wants to, which will be even better. I am thankful. I am thankful. I haven't seen the answer yet, but I'm thankful. So anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. God will take care of us and he will take our burdens and give us peace. That's a good exchange. That's a good exchange. Bless, blessed be the Lord who daily bears our burdens. The God who is our salvation, Sila. Pause on that. Pause on that. He daily bears our burdens. Are we daily giving him our burdens? There's a song that comes to mind, and I just posted the lyrics. It's called, Give Them All to Jesus. And it says, are you tired of chasing pretty rainbows? Now I'm going to stop there because we know that the rainbow in the Bible is God's promise that he would not destroy the world by flood again. But here it's saying, are you tired of chasing promises? Chase the Lord, chase God. Are you tired of chasing pretty rainbows? Are you tired of spinning round and round? Wrap up all the shattered dreams of your life and at the feet of Jesus, lay them down. Give them all, give them all. Give them all to Jesus. Shattered dreams, wounded hearts, broken toys. Give them all, give them all. Give them all to Jesus and he will turn your sorrows into joy. Isn't that what? Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says that when we give him everything with thanksgiving, his peace will guard our hearts and our minds. The Lord our God never becomes weary. Now that right there brings tears to my eyes. The Lord, our God, never becomes weary. So why are we walking around weary? We are supposed to look like and be like, act like our Lord Jesus Christ. He has given us the power to not be weary. What is that power? Give it all to him. He gives us new strength. Isaiah 40, 28 through 31. Do you not know? Have you not heard? 
the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth does not become weary or tired. He never becomes weary or tired. He doesn't get tired of us putting our burdens on him. That doesn't tire him out. He doesn't get weary of us coming to him daily, casting our burdens on him, pouring out our heart to him. That doesn't tire him out. He opens his hands to us and says, come, all you are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He doesn't become weary or tired. His understanding is unscrutable. He gives strength to the weary, and to him who lacks might, he increases power. Though youth grow weary and tired and vigorous young men stumble badly, Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. See, it doesn't matter how young you are. It doesn't matter how vigorous you are. It doesn't matter any of that. None of that matters. You cannot carry burdens that were not meant for you. you they will cause you to stumble badly. They will cause you to grow weary and tired. But... Those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get weary. They will walk and not, or they will, sorry, they will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. That's God's promise to us. If we give it to him, if we wait on him, if we trust him, he will give us new strength. We will mount up with wings like eagles. We will run and not get tired. We will walk and not become weary. So therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time. Remember, in order to be exalted, you must first humble yourself. Casting all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That's what he wants. That's his command. We are not hurting our father by casting our cares on him. That's what he wants from us. For thus the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel has said, in repentance and rest, you will be saved. In quietness and trust is your strength. In rest, in repentance and rest, you will be saved. He doesn't say in repentance and doing everything you can in your own effort, will you be saved? Resting in him, you will be saved. In quietness and trust in him is your strength. But in Isaiah 15, it says, but you were not, but you were unwilling. That's the question for us. Are we willing? Are we willing to let God truly carry us, carry our burdens, live his life in us? Therefore, repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away in order that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. When Josh, when I left Josh at school on uh, Monday, Monday night I went back to the hotel and I just 
wept. I cried. I talked to the Lord. And it's an interesting thing how when you are hurting like that, um, the enemy will come and just start piling stuff. And I cried. And then it was like I went from hurting to, to devastation to, oh, woe is me and, and all these other things. And the Lord got my attention and said, you know, I have your son. I am going to take care of your son. I have plans for your son, but I also have plans for you. I have, you have a hope and a future. These burdens that you have been carrying all this time and laying also on the sons of your shoulder were not your burdens or his burdens to carry. But I have, and it is not a punishment. Please believe me when I say this. God showed me that he had to take Josh and place Josh where Josh was supposed to be so that I can recognize where my faith, my trust, my, you know, place of laying my burdens had been. And I was devastated because my confidant, my strength, my help was gone. And God got my attention Monday night. And Tuesday, I was still a little weepy, but feeling so much better. And by Wednesday, truly, I could run through troops. What is it? Jump over walls and run through troops. I was happy. I was joyful. Because I know that God did not take Josh as who I considered to be part of my burden bear and leave me alone to carry my own burdens. He said, give it to me. Give it to me. Repent. Turn from what you have done. Turn from what you have been doing. Turn from trying to do it yourself in your own efforts. And turn to the Lord Jesus who is standing there waiting, saying, come to me. Even though your burdens and anxieties may be circling you, just like these lions, Will you give them all to Jesus Christ and rest in him? Psalm 62, 5 through 7. My soul wait in silence for God only. For my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be shaken. On God my salvation and my glory rest. The rock of my strength, my refuge is in God. Today, I want to encourage all who have heard this message. If you are carrying a burden, any burden, you know, it may not be a heavy, it may not be a load like, like we saw, you know, the whole pile. But it's still, even if it's a very small thing, it may still have you bent over because it's not for you to carry. You cannot run. You cannot run uninhibited the race the Lord has set before you if you are carrying weight that was not meant for you to carry. So I encourage you to go to the cross of Jesus to surrender everything to him 
and to trust him continuously. There is, a, I want, I have asked um, the worship team if they could, if we could sing again, lead me to the cross. If you are carrying any burdens, you know, even the burden of, uh, like me, you know, it was my husband, but then it was also leaving Josh and Bellingham. That was a burden. But if you leave all of them at the foot of the cross and trust him, it says he will daily bear our burdens. So the worship team, if you could. Sorry, I didn't give you a heads up. <laughs> Sorry, we were just uh, pulling up the song and it got stuck a little bit.
Thank you, Lord. Father God, lead us to your cross, Lord, where not only can we lay all of our burdens, but we can lay ourselves at your feet, Lord Jesus. Father God, the enemy will bow us over with burdens, but Lord, you come, you lift those burdens and we are able to bow over in humble, with humble hearts before you in your presence. Lord God, I thank you that you have set us free in you, Lord Jesus. I think, thank you that you are a burden bearer. I thank you that you are Lord and Savior, Lord Jesus. When you died upon that cross and the redemptive work that you did, you did so many things for us, oh God. And Father, we thank you this morning that he who you have set free is free truly indeed. Lord God, I thank you. I ask that each one on this line, Father, for any burden that they are carrying, God, that they would submit it to you, that they would surrender it to you, that they would yield it to you, Lord Jesus. And that, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we will be sure to give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. Amen. Amen. If there if there are any comments or questions, I'm sorry, I just felt the need to just go right into prayer. So, amen. Not at all. That was so powerful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, I'm going to say this to you, Pastor Rochelle, and um, from the Lord. You have graduated. You have graduated. And we can talk about more what that means, but you have graduated this day. The message was also very, very powerful. The message was very powerful. And the only thing that would want to add, and I really don't even want to add, but I'll just share with you. <clears throat> As you talked about trying to carry, you know, carry your own burden and the visual of putting that rowboat in the Red Sea because you were going to try to roll yourself apart. You know, the Lord just reminded me that his ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. And they're so much higher. And he took me to two scriptures I want to have you read. And then, I, and then, then I'll make the comment and I'm gone. Look at Exodus 14, 13. Exodus 14, 13. Okay, give me a second. Exodus But, but Moses said to the people, do not fear, stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you, you will never see them again forever. And then let's go to Joshua chapter two. And we're going to read verses 10 
and 11. Joshua chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. Okay. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan, of uh, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. When we heard it, our hearts melted and no courage remained in any man any longer because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. By the Lord himself opening that Red Sea. Mm. Took care of the problems behind him. Mm. He took care of the problems before him. Yes. If we just trust the Lord, just trust him, the problems we were been dealing with in a particular area will be gone and will not return. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> just let him take his time. Let him do it his way. Trust him and trust him for his timing because he's working stuff out we don't even know about. Yes. That's all I have. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you, uh, Pastor Rochelle and Pastor Catherine. Um, I just want to well, share. Thank you, Jesus. And absolutely. And, Ditto. Uh, <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. Uh, I agree with uh, Pastor Catherine that something I felt really amazing with this uh, sermon today, as especially for me myself in, in my own experience, is. What you were what you were sharing from personal um, experience and the journey that you went through with the Lord, um, and the other thing is you're really articulate in every pieces of that. It's not easy sometimes to share, you know, what you went through because there's so much. I'm sure what you're sharing is a a frame of what went through. There's a lot more, and the Lord has done a lot more. So I just want to thank you for that and. Uh, made me think about rest in his work, not from work. Uh, that was really powerful. Okay. I, I immediately, if Rangu was like, yeah, amen, I was like jotting notes. Yeah. Because this weekend, my brother is arriving this Thursday and he wanted me to, well, he wanted me to drive him up to Vancouver to see my mom and all that. And this sermon really pre, uh, pre-set me in that right spiritual mind frame. Because my brother is, as much as he is my brother, my mission, but he's really not my burden in the way that, as you described today, I cannot make him want to love God more. But yet, it was so powerful, it reminds me God has a plan for him. And that excites me. God has a plan for my brother. God has a plan for my mother. God has a plan for my sister. And he wants me to trust him in it. Yeah. And so I just want to thank you that the message was so powerful so in that. And anyone who has burden, and I would say this too, including anyone who agitates you, yeah. <laughs> anyone, anyone who might be somewhat in your radar of an enemy, God has a plan for them. Amen. 
So I just want to praise God for the message that Lord worked through you and Pastor Chris and Josh as a family. And uh, I'm just blessed. So anybody have others to share? Anybody online? Pastor Rochelle, I'll give it back to you. Can I just yeah. add one more thing? Yes. Your message today for Pastor Chris, for yourself, for Josh, is to count it all joy. You couldn't have taught this message. You couldn't have brought it with such clarity and conviction and boldness and feeling if you had not lived it. Count it all joy. I'm gone. Amen. Um, Pastor Adman, I actually prayed already, so uh, I, I'm actually going to give it back to you. <laughs> Chris. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, before I do announcement, I do, I do want to pray, actually. I do want to uh, join in and, and, and pray for each and every one uh, and what's ahead of us uh, this week. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank